You know what they say, Charles? On the internet, everybody can, no one can tell if you're a dog, but everyone can tell if you're a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Stephen Graham. Uh, I'll cut that whole ten minutes. He says that. I doubt he Actually... Will. I tell you something. I've seen. I've heard your idea of top and tail. Like, like, there's a little bit of fuzz at the start. That's gone. A little bit of fuzz at the end is gone. And it's like <laughs> you'd be impressed. You can have entire sections gone. Clap, cut that, and then that we get to that in the podcast. Clap, cut that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've done it as well. I've done it as well. Uh, I've released well, it. I forgot. When I um, your PC is I'll being slowed that. by a vast antivirus. Yes. Um, Twelve episode ninety two. Right. You know we've gone for a very long rant at the end about the British school system. Yes. I listened back to it. To be honest, it wasn't very interesting, so I cut the whole thing out of the <gasps> podcast. An hour and ten minutes of material got deleted from my podcast. Wow. That, we went on a long time. Yeah. But I did put a bit of the intro and said, look guys, if you've listened to this and you really want to talk to yourself and listen to us just ramble on about an hour and, for over an hour on the British school education system, go to youtube.com and clicked about half an hour and a half in. I thought that was pretty much the only thing worthy of episode 92. <laughs> oh, no, it was quite funny. We discussed quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, but that was the best bit. You cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> Murder your darlings. There you go. That, that, that's, old, that. The old literary phrase. Murder your darlings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, oh, look, we've gone blurry. Focus. Stay focused. I was with the camera, sorry. Yeah, it was like if you're sat there going, I'm focused, I'm focused, I can't play for the next door, come on! He's psyching himself up. Yeah. I'm ready to cast spells now. Are you? Yeah, Are you like, focused. I can sort of feel the power running through me. And, yeah, but then uh, what happens if, when you when you release all that power? Do you you ready? To, you ready? You ready? This is the spell I want to cast. Timachus! Oh, look! Marvellous, good job. Amazing. Mmm. I'm not going to force summon my cup of tea. I'll probably end up spilling out of your laptop. No, we've discussed the force and how useless it is. Yeah, fucking. So, it's a tad, it's a tad toasty. Oh, yeah. So anyway, games we've been playing. I was say, how have you been finding the streaming at the moment with the kiddie winks at home? Um, actually, not that bad. I, I haven't been able to keep up with my four hours a day. Um, but I've been able to do at least two hours a day. Um, Still on East, or you've moved on from East? Uh, so we finished East Eight. We finished East Book One. We got mugged at the end of East Book One. Got part way through East Book Two. I would say I had a brilliant idea for the East series. Yeah. They could do like a section, like an expansion of the game, but it's like sort of a part of the story that's took out the main game, sort of expand on. They could call it East Extract. Good job. Good fucking job. Good job. Is that what Europe wishes they could do to the rest of France? Yeah. That's what we're trying to do the Seeing rest of... Seeing as I think, at the moment, Europe is trying to do that to the rest of us, to us, at the main. So, we're the East Extract, are we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. That, that, that makes up. sense when Yay. you realise that East is French. What yeah. the fuck just happened to your computer? Oh, it just... You know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I have never known... A new computer to give someone so much crap other than Aces from like 2003. I am at the stage where I'm just going to buy another. I'm tempted to buy Windows 7 and um, get a copy of Windows 7 for like 15 quid and just. What, what, uh, what processor is this? 7th gen. That should still run on. The, 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 the main issue, the main, real main issue is the fact that it's all the bloatware that's on it. 
um, I've tried to rid of off it. I might uh, just reinstall Windows 10 with it. Yeah, so that's the other option. I might just do a full fresh install and try and. The strange, uh, strangely enough, uh, Stewie 3D had to do the same thing with his laptop. He bought a, uh, an HP Omen something, something, something. Um, and it turns out that the thing was so fucking balked that uh, the, the default uh, OEM install of Windows was so balked that whenever he put it to sleep it would crash or something to that effect. So he had to do a full, fresh install of Windows deleting the uh, recovery partitions. And yeah, that. I'm going to... That's probably what I'm going to be doing with this, to be honest. Would that get rid of that... Um, that Stupid Dell supporters? I don't know. Right. Honest answer, I don't know. I have a feeling that's built into the BIOS. Ew. Mm. Well, it's been behaving itself lately. Has... Uh, ha- what? So the fans decided to... Start working. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Or is this since you installed uh, since you installed Linux on here as well as a side? Oh no, no, because it's Linux. The Linux boot window comes after that bit. This is right at the start of the post sequence. Um, Now we saw well before this the other day, and I was cracking. Linux threatened it, maybe. Well, it's Cali. It's got it's a dragon, isn't it? So it's (laughs) quite scary. Fucking do. That was yeah. It was um, it was doing some quite nice. um, It's a bit of web cracking. He was, was, was working for a password. Web table. is basically not web cracking. I was going to say WPA cracking. I was going to say um, web. You could literally just pull out your decoder. Yeah. <laughs> like there you go. I meant I meant WPA. I downloaded. I was, I was cracking WPA to handshake. I don't did. you know? And I was running for a dictionary list. And I was doing a brute force attack on it to. That to takes work. pages. Unless you already know the password. Well, yeah, that's not fucking right. <laughs> you know the pass. You know the password. And go well. I know it starts with a four. I'll just do numbers. In the, I know it's got one letter in it, so I'll just put the letters and the numbers in it. You still... I just want... Well, just to see how long it's going to take. How long does it take? It, with all the... Po- just with the letters and numbers, that's in the password. Mm. All possible combinations, it still took it over two, two hours to crack it. Fucking hell. That's at five... It was doing 5,000 passwords a second. second. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, so I was doing that, and I downloaded... Uh, uh, I... I apt get, get and installed a sensor tool to one of my sensors in my laptop for right. the temp sensors and I ran it when it was doing this cracking and it's right at the te- processor both calls running at 97 degrees Celsius was yeah. their shut off like what 105 100 oh 100 yeah so it's like, it's like yeah maximum's 100 I was like oh okay so but we could bore some water with it yeah uh, one of mine one of mine's uh, 105 but the thermal paste has gone a bit mank on it so if you like you know if, uh, if you go onto a, a web page and it's got like a javascript like animation of something going on in the background if you go onto yeah, one of those pages yeah little two, five, colour that's all it's like, literally enough to cause my process to toast itself <laughs> Nice. So I have to if I want if I if I'm really like that hardcore that I want to use this machine without changing the thermal paste, I have to uh, one I have to tell the process to throttle itself, never run full bore, and two I have to run no scripts. <laughs> the JavaScript goes away, so none of that stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Love that machine. I do. That's one of my favourite laptops. I've got to throw out there, even though it cooks itself. Even though if I flip it over and put water, on it, it starts to boil. I want, to, yeah, I, I want to get a load of old processors and make a kettle mm. mm-hmm. of old processors. I wonder if you just, you know, lots of processors, thermal paste them to the size of a glass jug or something, mm-hmm. or point metal jugs so that handle the heat better, and just sort of put some water in, and just sort of see, see. I can say, okay, I want to boil a kettle. I need to, like, you know, I don't know, run. Like crisis at full spec for a couple of hours, and they'll bore the kettle for me. <laughs> Just to see, 
it will require a lot of processes, I think, to surround the kettle properly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to use something that's like hardcore multi-threaded. I mean, because at the at the end of the day, like if you're using each, but if I have lots of single cores, they'll get hotter. Yeah. But, yeah. kind of but then you wouldn't want to run something like Crisis because that's more GPU heavy. That's true. Unless you start surrounding the kettle with fucking old graphics. I will guys. start Bitcoin. I'll start Bitcoin mining on the processor rather than the GPU. Jesus Christ! That'll get yeah. you absolutely nowhere. <laughs> and a nice big electric bill. Oh yeah, it'd be the most expensive expensive kettle in the world. Mm. No, I'm sure there's one. I've just realised something. We are looking at the OBS screen. Mm. Not the chat. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Look, no one. Surprise. <laughs> anyway, yeast extract. How are you getting on? Um, yeah, that. Well, that was basically it. Because uh, if you really like yeast, you get yeast infection. Yeah, yeah, fucking great. <laughs> that's. I can remember actually there was a, a game called Dot Hack Infection. That's all this just reminded me of. So now you've gone and said that uh, we're going to have a yeast infection. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go play that on the PlayStation 2. Um, no, we played that for a bit, and then I played... Um, I have been playing Shining Resonance Refrain on Nintendo Switch. However, I don't remember if I've mentioned Resonance Refrain uh, yet on the podcast. The name rings a vague bell, but then it could have happened in pre-podcast or post-podcast well, chats. It- Shut up. Not you. Why is your computer such a dick? This is Windows likes to tell you everything. Hey, 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 look, 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 I've downloaded something you don't want. Go, no, no, don't that. I'm going to reboot now. No, you're not. I'm going to. No, you're not. <laughs> Too late, I already have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, fuck you, man. <laughs> you're done, son. You can't tell me what to do. I'm the computer. <laughs> I'm smarter than you. Mm. I'm an engineering marvel. Yeah. <laughs> I just sent all your bank account details to Microsoft. Oh, thanks. I did it through over an HTTP connection as well. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Ass. Uh, yeah, so I started playing Shine and Resonance Refrain. Um, if I have mentioned it about the podcast, or on the podcast before, tough. It's a JRPG. It's the latest in the Shining series. Which, uh, strangely enough, a lot of people don't know about the Shining series. Uh, it's a series that started on the Mega Drive with Shining Force. It was a uh, it was a, a top-down strategy game at the time, um, strat RPG. Um, these days, it's a full 3D action RPG. Um, doesn't seem to have anything to do with Shining Force. Uh, I can't look Final Fantasy none of the Final Fantasies actually have anything in common with one another yeah it's just the name yeah um, Shining Resonance Refrain is a remaster of I think it was 2014 it might have been it might have been earlier than that it was a Playstation 3 game it was a Japan only release uh, Shining Resonance Shining Resonance Refrain is the, uh, the recent remaster which now has an additional chapter I believe it's an additional chapter I think that's why the whole remaster thing came to be um, and so they finally decided to release a Shining series game in this country for the first time in like a million years mm-hmm. I don't think we've had any since the Playstation 2 Shining Resonance being Japan, uh, Japanese only um, not a bad game it's definitely better than uh, voice acting. It's got voice acting in it. Um, it's better character-wise, story-wise, and voice acting-wise 
than one of the best games. Best games. Sarcastic air quotes for the uh, the audio viewers. <laughs> um, than Xenoblade Chronicles Two. That's like that was one of the big AAA games on Nintendo Switch. The voice acting in that game is fucking atrocious. Shining Re- Resonance Refrain is a game that no one has fucking heard of. Yet has a far better voice cast. Right. So the idea is you play as uh, Yuma. I can't remember his last name. Yuma who is the vessel of the Shining Dragon, the most powerful of the world dragons, and uh, the basically the driving force of the entire fucking story. Uh, the idea is that there is an empire raiding your kingdom, trying to gather the souls of the world dragons and the Shining Dragon to grant eternal life to their emperor that's basically it uh, the kingdom that you currently reside in sends a team in to save you and then the idea is that you basically try to thwart the empire and their magical plans by being a little whiny bitch because Yuma is a little whiny bitch uh, standard action RPG fair. You get given an area that you, when you run into the map, into the world map, you will see the enemies on screen. When you run into a specific enemy model, um, so let's say you run into a single goblin on the on the map, uh, that will then give you like a, a vagrant story style ring of effect. Yeah. On the map, and then that becomes your battle zone, and then say like five or six goblins will come in, or a goblin and their support units will come in. And then the idea is that you fight them using uh, you know your, your different face buttons uh, for different attacks, and then different button combinations for different special skills uh, until you win, basically. And then you just give little story missions, follow the quest, follow the story, bits like that. Um, it's neat. I think it's better than Xenoblade Chronicles Two mechanically. And, uh, and and presentation wise in every area other than graphics graphically it's not it's not great but like I said the music is better the voice acting is better um, uh, the story yeah. thus far is better I remember more yeah. characters in my time in Shining Resonance well graphics aren't the be on end of the game anyway. no and considering it's basically a Playstation 3 game remade mm. uh, you know I didn't expect it to to blow the world away but considering no one has heard of the fucking game and everyone knows of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 it's kind of a shame it's going to be so, a, this is a shout out to us because there's no one else watching at the moment hmm. play it yeah it's, it's a good one uh, it's on Playstation 4 PC and Switch so can people see as they go to your Twitch channel yes over on twitch.tv forward slash scazius uh, I've been playing it now for 35, nearly 40 hours. I haven't gotten to the the kind of refrain part of the story, so it has like an original mode, and then kind of the additional campaign is a, a separate bit that you do as like New Game Plus. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty enjoyable. I don't like some of the characters. They're fucking goofy and stupid, but... Um, as I say, I remember more of the characters in that game than I do the AAA titles that are currently on Nintendo Switch. So, that's uh, a good sign. I'd, I'd say it's worth playing. I don't, I don't want to go into too much of the story or talk about the characters too much, or because there's 
the plot, the story makes it. And if I start telling people about characters and all of the other stuff that goes on, if I went any more in depth, I'd kind of ruin thirty hours yeah. of of, uh, of story for you. But it's worth a try if you like action RPGs. If you, I think this one might be a hidden gem. To be fair, uh, this one is worth picking up. And if you're a fan of the old Shining games, you're going to like it. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. It's oddly themed, but it's worth it. Cool. Musically themed. Music and dragons. Can't complain. Yeah, whatever well, war do you want. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I've been playing a very short game. Mm. Uh, streamed it. Um, uh, what Remains of Edith Finch. Weird house. Bloody weird house. Makes this house look normal. Yeah. Um, walking simulator. Mm-hmm. Um, first, but, you, you know, you've got, if you've played Firewatch, you've played Gone Home, you're going to know the basic ways. DRSE. You walk around... And it's got a nice interface. As you walk around, she sort of speaks what's going on because it's basically like going through her journal as you're walking around, you're hearing from her journal because it starts mm-hmm. the game starts with she opens her journal up and starts reading from it. Mm-hmm. And the game as you go through, it's the words appear on the screen and it's quite they actually appear like part of the world, so you can sort of walk through them, they'll sort of fall away as you walk through. It's sure. quite a nice sort of interface. And the basic story is your name is Edith Finch, you're the last surviving member of the Finch family. And you basically go back to the house, and supposedly there's a curse. There's all rumors there's a curse in your family that causes them all to die young. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go back to the Thinge house, where which your great would be your great grandfather built, mm-hmm. and over the course of years they've added onto and built onto. And basically, your goal is there is that your mother took you away from the house when she was very young, when you were very young. Mm-hmm. And she never bloody hell. What age did she have, Edith? She was um, like three. She was well. Um, she was her mother died youngish. Mm. I'm not saying dying at Oxford age ten. It's all dying. It's all like you know, like thirties and forties yeah. that okay. sort. So not a reasonable age. Yeah, but still very young. Still very young. Standards. Yeah, I mean a lot of them though die. Like you know, there's, there's quite a few that died when they were like one or two or. Um, oh right, so okay. So like, quite, there's yeah. So some of them didn't really get a chance. No. Uh, were these like were they did they just like die of bizarre natural causes? Like every member of the family for some reason had like cancer or, or were there like they, bizarre accidents involved? A lot of them. They're all sort of most of them are, appear to be accidents, mm-hmm. but there's there are some deaths which are open to interpretation. Right. Um, and so actually how it works is you go around as you go around the family you are guided around the house and it's, it's fairly linear you can't really miss anything um, you should walk your way around the house it's, it's quite a linear path through it it's not a big house it's a weird house I mean it, would, it wouldn't pass building makes I'd, I'd say so you said that it was originally built by one of her like great family great grandfather now so would you say that the the uh, for each new family member living in the house they've kind of imprinted a bit so all the eccentricities of the house are reflected by the people who are yeah and no so basically they each new family member got a new room built on yeah yeah that's what I mean so yeah. and then look, if they look, their little bizarre quirks were shown Showing through their room yeah and so you basically you'll go through and you'll find a few things to look at then eventually you'll get into their it's mainly in their rooms you'll find the information. You'll find a, um, it could be a diary, it could be a comic book or something, and that you go into it, and that'll basically tell the story of how that person died. Right. So, and these are all different ways of telling it. So, like the, I can't remember if this is the first person you discover. Um, yeah, it's one of her, would be her, would have been her, one of her mother's, no, her grandmother's, I can't remember. It's one of her 
older relatives who died right. when she was like sort of 13 years old. And I'll spoil the first one because sure? that's that's it. And she's and she finds a little journal written by her. And the journal starts basically showing how weird the game is, okay? Mm-hmm. And you start off and you play as a little the little girl. Mm-hmm. And she's hungry, very, very hungry. She's been sent to bed at supper because she's been a bit naughty. So she gets up and she's hungry. So she wanders around her room eating things. So she, yeah, she eats the gerbil food. Okay. Yeah. Um, she then eats, she, she goes to the fishbowl but decides not to eat the fish in the fishbowl. Mm. Um, she goes into the bathroom and eats a tube of toothpaste. How old is this child? I think about sort of eight or nine, something like that. She then eats a. Um, My children are like seven. And they know how to come downstairs and sneak. Ah, uh, but she's been sent to yeah. Well, she's been sent to a room to see about supper. So she's trying to. Oh yeah, but that's not hard to, for a fucking child. No, exactly. She then eats a bit of holly, a holly berry. And I said, I, I said, I saw. I think holly berries are poisonous. I said, I saw that. Um, she then goes to her room. And she sees a bird on the windowsill on the window. So she opens the window up to sort of see the bird, mm. and she sees it. And it flies away. It's a mama bird. She calls it. Everything's and so she then sort of goes to it. Suddenly she's a cat. Right, and you then have to fa- chase the bird along all the tree branches. Right, eventually you catch it and you eat the and you gobble down the mummy bird, as she calls it. Right, this is a disturbed child. You Clearly, then, you then turn into an owl, yeah. and you're flying around, and you have to look for things. And you see a rabbit. You grow and grab the rabbit and eat and gobble down the rabbit. And she says, "Oh, I imagine how it eats all eyes looking up at me, and I'm the last thing it sees that gets eaten down." This child needs some psychological help. Yes. Yeah. Uh-uh, Charlie's, please no. Um, and then she goes. She's still hungry after the first rabbit. She needs to eat another rabbit. And she wants a big one. So she finds a mummy rabbit. Right. There's a lot of mummy rabbits in this. I think this is game. This is imprinting. Right. And she goes, grabs the mummy rabbit, and eats the mummy rabbit, gobbles that down. Nice she then become turns to a shark. Right on land, and you have to sort of roll down a hill as a shark and get into the water. And once you're in the water, you then swim around and you hunt down a seal. And you bite it. The first thing you bite, you don't quite get it. So it's bleeding, you chase it down, you're hungry for blood. And then you grab it and gobble the seal down. Right. Yes. yes. How does this fucking child die? Please tell me oh, that she was fucking there. a complete fruit loop and it just <laughs> fell into a trash compactor. <laughs> oh, we're getting there. Um, you then become a, like a sea monster thing, which is like a snake type thing. You sort of wander around as a snake. Um, so then, so you go to the sea monster, you're on a boat, and you sort of, um, I think yeah, you start off on the boat, you sort of crawl along to the boat, and you sort of um, eat the crew of the boat, right? Right. You then sort of crawl down a pipe, and you crawl up the pipe, and you find yourself crawling through a toilet, and you're back in the, and it's the toilets in the girls' en suite, and then she's in bed, and you go high underneath the bed, and then you switch back to her as a little girl, and she goes... I know the monster's underneath the bed. It's waiting for me to fall asleep, but it won't wait much longer. And that's it. And she's dead. And they don't explain how she died. She was eaten by this machine monster. That's how... This is sort of, like, bizarre to the game. But all these little deaths, all basically... Some of the, some of the sort of um, death scenes are really short. They're literally, like, a minute or two long. And it's not really a... It's more like just sort of you read a poem and that just tells you to do yeah. There are some which are really elaborate and amazing. So the way the... Baby dies is really cleverly done, right? And so, because it's only one year old baby, so it's all, it's all, it's it's read from the not from it's obviously you can't write perspective, but it's read. There's a letter written about him, and the person says, 
I wonder what he was thinking, what we see, and then you do it from the baby's perspective and mm-hmm. see what's going on and see how it dies. The really clever one is one the her Edith's brothers, Lewis, and this is really well done. Yeah. Um, it's really it, I, I can't. It's 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 a perfect balance of of basically basically he starts off and it goes by it's written by a psychologist and he's working in a cannery plant. Right. And you literally all you're doing there is basically chopping fish. Right. So you sit there, you're on the production line, you literally all you're doing is you have fish, you put it and chop it, chop it, you throw on a conveyor belt, okay, you do it repeatedly at first. Mm-hmm. And then they says, okay, you start, while he's doing this, he started daydreaming. And you get like a little, like, really sort of basic, like, sort of almost like chalk outline drawing of like a 2D game, and you sort of wander your way through. Yeah, sure. So, using one hand, you're using use your mouse keyboard, to, mouse hand to like move and still process these fish. Yeah. And the other hand controls the character in this little bit. Mm-hmm. And as he spends time, he saw he embeds this world, and the little um, drawing gets more detailed. So, it starts with this really sort of like, not even like a a 16-bit era type game which is like a sort of chalk drawing mm-hmm. it then turns to like a 2D da- top-down game mm-hmm. then to like an f- uh, isometric game and what's doing this sort of game screen is getting bigger and bigger and bigger this represents the fact that you're sort of you're drifting more and more into, into the world to the point where basically you can't see the conveyor by anything you just see the fish appear and you just or at one point I think there's, you can't even see the fish but you just sort of drag it across and automatically doing it about and you and after all you find yourself just automatically doing it without thinking about yeah, it yeah right yeah really cleverly done and I won't spoil how that all goes on and what happens at the end of that but it's basically how he just drifts into this fantasy world it's really well done mm-hmm. I said it's a very short game you can play it I played it through in one sitting in two hours seven minutes yeah that's, that's a very Dear Esther kind of game. Yeah. Dear Esther was yeah. about 40 odd minutes. Yeah. I think Gone Home was pretty short as well. Gone Home was a couple of hours. Yeah. Uh, Firewatch, when we played Firewatch, that was about five hours. That's probably one of the longer ones that I've played. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's also probably one of the most interactive ones I've played, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is very much the. I quite like these store and telegrams. I like them because you can sit down with a can of beer, you're not to think to, you can just sort of enjoy. It's like watching a TV show with a little yeah. bit of interactivity. Yeah. So I kind of like these storytelling games. Um, and There's nothing nice. to stop you from going through the story. It's, no, it's it's meant listen. to be listened to. It's not meant to be gated by combat sequences or anything like yeah. that. There's no. So I like those sort of games, and it's probably why I like adventure games like Walking Dead and so forth. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I can't. I definitely recommend it. Um, probably want to pick up on sale because it is quite short. Or you can watch it on the YouTube channel, watch the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it was a very nice, neat little game. Any so, trouble is there, it's only on Windows, which surprised me, because a lot of those walking simulators end up on uh, yeah. uh, Windows and uh, yeah. uh, Linux. It's still quite recent, it was only released last year though, so they might still port it. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, Fingers so crossed. Things on PS4. A lot of them are. A lot of them have ended up on PS4, I think that's, yeah. that's where I first heard of it. On, uh, PlayStation yeah. 4 but I don't do Sony like because they say a lot of them end up PS4 do you Sony like sort of encourage people to they do they do they do tend to go indie indies they have a uh, Nintendo and uh, Sony are the two big ones for indie developers at the moment do they like give them like sort of subsidised rate to get the development kits or uh, I don't know if Sony does I know that Nintendo's development kit is basically the same as a cheese toasty yeah. so um Basically, the console, isn't it? Yeah, in, in their case, it's really, really cheap, so you can just get in straight away. Sony's, I think, is probably a bit more expensive, but uh, yeah. So. Now, uh, yeah, recommend it. if you like Warren Simmons, you're going to like it. Yeah. So, it was freaky though. They're generally they're generally all right. They, I just find that I have to be in the right kind of mood for that. Yeah, kind of you do. It's not. 
But then I do the same thing with those like the the, the Walking Dead and uh, Wolf Among Us and stuff like that. I have to be in the right kind of yeah. groove to play them. Um, there's only a handful of them so far that I've looked at. I've just been like, I can't play this at all. Like, uh, what, what was that one that you really liked? Walking Dead. Um, Walking Dead's one of my favourite ones. No, no. The, uh, uh, well, it wasn't really. A, it wasn't really. It doesn't really fall into the same as a, a Walking Sim or whatever. But it just reminds me a bit of like stuff like Wolf Among Us and, and Walking Dead. Uh, uh, the one with the two girls, the whiny girl. Oh, I'm straight. Um, uh, no, um, life is strange. Yeah, yeah, not quite the same. But I think, but, ugh. yeah, I know why it's one of the characters. Be fair, I was put off by the characters. Characters, oh my god. Yeah, I was. Reminds me of Heavy Rain, and fuck, I hate the characters. <laughs> I was, put, I was, I was a bit put off by the character in it. But if you put there, what well, the only thing I would say about her is that. It's very well explained. If you play the prequel game, it's very explained why she's like that. But you have to be willing to play through, like, yeah. say, six hours of the main game, and mm. then oh yeah, 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 several, and then no. It, it, it is, it is, yeah. I mean, you find quite, well, you find to be, but you you cut the sort, it drops the hints in the background quite early on. I already predicted but it who the, I predicted who the, the mad killer person was going to be when. Oh yeah, but I, to be fair, I guessed the mad killer yeah. person as well. I was like. You're, you're telegraphing who it should be. It's not going to be them. It's going to be that guy. Mm. And when the big reveal happened, it's like, yeah, I knew it. Yeah, well, I called it after just watching my mate play it for a little while. I was like, that is that who? And he's like, what? I was like, I'm not saying anything else. You'll see. I said to him, don't trust. And then I gave him a profession. So you know what I mean? Like, don't trust it. Such and such. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, sure. And he didn't quite catch it. And then he's like, at the end, he's like, you motherfucker. Like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's, um... Yeah, I, I saw Colin. I'm just going to turn this around because you're gradually disappearing off screen. You were on screen. That's because there's a bangle here now. Yeah, there's a spaniel in the works. It's got, it's got a sore ear, so... Well, we have no idea if that caught that. Try it again. Bless <laughs> him. <laughs> oh. Well, it's something brown. There you go. Bless him. Bless him. Um, that's me for games we're playing. Get any other news before you move on to anything else? Um, no, no. I want to get my Linux gaming machine set up again soon. I'm trying to rebuild your Steam game. machine, or yeah, my Steam machine, my Steam machine, because there's a, a new update for SteamOS because Steam's using an update as I once had the new uh, overlays tossed in and the new Discordy stolen chat thing. Yeah, that normally gives tossbacks we've all got Discord. Um, yeah. Do you know what fucking really annoyed me when people message me over Steam? to talk to me yeah my, my Steam well no because my Steam machine is always turned on and then people yeah. well, it was up until recently and people used to get really ratty with me if I didn't reply to them when they'd message me on Steam it's like because you've just gone fucking because there was a time when if you logged on Steam with another machine and you opened up chat it wouldn't tell you the messages that you already had on another machine yeah um, so I was like I didn't get these messages. It was using pop messages rather than iMac messages. And it was just, oh, it was, just, oh, it was infuriating. Fucking infuriating. So what are you messaging me for? So because you're online. So this machine is always online. I've said to people before, don't message me on Steam. My machine sits at home most of the time online, switched on, which means Steam is signed in. Mm-hmm. And I keep forgetting, well, to be honest, half the time I put myself now as away. I put mine as I'd start not to log into the friends in the end because I fuck I was getting on my nerves. <laughs> Who needs friends? I was getting on my nerves. So, well, because I don't play online on Steam with anyone. No. Hardly anyone I know on PC plays anything fucking fun. 
And like, oh, let's play PUBG. Fuck off. Let's play Fortnite. Kiss my ass. Like, play a fucking real game, you fucking nub-nubs. But no, they don't. They all want to play COD or Battlefield or one of them stupid Battle Royale games. Just, be gone, vile humans. I haven't got time for you. I'd rather go and fucking play... I'm trying to think of a really, really bad game. Barbie's Horse Adventure. Fuck, I'd rather go play that or play... That might, that, might, that, might have, that might have a multiplayer mode. Yeah, play time with the tally tummies. I'd rather go One of you players can, one is Barbie. Oh, stupid people. Stupid people. Do you want to play this? No. No, I fucking don't. I want to, I'm already sat here playing a game. You can see on my fucking Steam list, I'm already playing a game. Yeah. But then again, I haven't, I haven't found a PC game in over three weeks, nearly a month. Oh. So, it's a bit sad, really. It's very sad. sad. Yeah. I need to get back to Shroud of the Avatar. Mm-hmm. Did you get Shroud of the Avatar again? I can't remember. I might have, actually. I might pick it up. I can't, or did I buy it for you? Because I bought pretty much everyone else I fucking care. I can't remember who I bought them for in the end. I don't I you think know, I bought you, like fucking seven you definitely keys. haven't bought me a key you're afraid anything but I feel I might have already had it no I don't have sh- no 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 I don't have Shadow because that's the MMO isn't it yes. yeah I, I, don't, I, I think you wouldn't have bought me a key for that because you know you've been wasting your money well no because it's private it's got a private mode yeah so you play it in, you can play it in single player it's designed mm. to be by single end yeah right. yeah I need uh, to get back to playing that because I Although that said, the quest line that mine is broken and they don't seem all that interested in fixing it at the moment. So. Good. Well, they can't fix everything at once, can they? Quest system's kind of important in an RPG. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does, um, it certainly helps. Um, what are we looking at? Let's see what time we're doing, we do for time. Ooh. Yeah, so um, well, the only thing I've got to talk about uh, is um, TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started watching a, I say a new series, a series that came out about sort of five, six years ago. Oh, right. Um, yeah, about six years ago, if not a bit longer. Netflix? Um, Netflix, yeah. Mm. Good old Netflix. Yeah. Watched a lot of series for Netflix. Um, well, I love that they have lots of... Crap. Yeah. <laughs> they, have lots, they have lots of little... Well, I like the fact that they, they're being a lot of their... Foreign TV series across that we wouldn't get over here normally, mm-hmm. um, and they're getting, and they're being the good, they're being some really good ones across, like My Money Heist, you know, um, you know, Elliot Tempo the Ministry to Tempo, I think that's right. Um, you know, Three Percent was a good one. There've been a lot of good, good sort of series across, and mm-hmm. I've been drawing for that, um, and I've been watching one called Grim. Right, so. Grim is a. It's all set. It's 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 in it's all modern times, um, and the basic idea of it is that all the idea of like fairy tales. The brothers so Grimm fairy tales are yeah are real. Right. Well, no, it's not like they're all they're real, but they're not they're not they're not real in the sense that they actually happen, but they're based on these creatures called. Um, Oh, God. Well, they pronounce because all German pronunciations because uh, it's all German pronunciations. Uh, I think they pronounce Wessen. Yeah, Wessen. Wessen. Yeah, and they're all based on the Wessen are real. Mm-hmm. They're in our world, but we can't. Most humans, normal humans, can't see them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this group of people um, who've been nicknamed Grimms. They're not related anyway to the brothers Grimm. They're just nicknamed Grimms mm-hmm. um, who can see them, mm-hmm. and it's passed down from like so. It's, it's genetic. And it's passed down, but you can't. You can only see. You only develop the ability to see it when, like, you're 
predecessor dies, mm-hmm. so you're sort of like your living relative dies, then you'll give out the ability to see him. That's switch over. And basically, the, isn't the, this the one where the copper is the grim? Yes, yeah. the detective. And basically, yeah, his his the Grimm's d- sort of job is to not only fight these people, but sort of to monitor them and police them, mm-hmm. and make sure that the ones who are harmless stay harmless, and the ones who are potentially dangerous get dealt with. Mm-hmm. But obviously, he's got to try and work within the because everybody else just sees humans. Mm-hmm. He's got to somehow work within the abilities he has of to keep the illusion up. Yeah, he has to. Yeah, exactly. So, he plays uh, detective, he's called Nick, and he, yeah, so he's all the first abilities, he's freaked out at first, so in the first episode, um, this girl's gone missing, and he's only the first abilities, auntie sort of, who's dying of cancer, sort of comes back, she's been a grim, and she sort of says to him what's going on, and he has to sort of like, look out and watch for these and basically explains how to look through, shows where all the, there's like all these books that people have written, all the Grimms have written. Yeah. Over time, these books almost put like a dirt shut up, and every Grimm's done it. So she's written some. He's then, later on, he starts writing in books what he's seen, what he's encountered, and how he's dealt with them. Mm-hmm. So people then, his predecessors will know how to fight these guy, creatures and so forth. Because there are some which are quite harmless and nice. Um, and there are some who are like potentially dangerous. So his main, his main um, sort of friend in sort of early character is a bleep, it's called a bleep bad, mm-hmm. which gets mo- which gets mutated into the, in in our language got mutated to the big bad wolf, the blue board. You mean? Yeah, blue board. Yeah. And then you've got the uh, fox brown. Yeah. And um, so I can't do the German pronunciations. And um, so he's um, so big bad wolf, and he basically. Um, sort of allies up with him early on to show him basically because he's like a reformed one so he's vegan yeah. he can't eat meat and so because it sort of fires him up so he's sort of like showing and basically he's there he's like sort of the living cycle of what like how to expect how to deal with people and sort of their contact with the wrestling world yeah. and how to deal with them so it's quite it's, it, it, says, uh, I was, it wasn't the concept I was, when I saw it I thought what I thought is it going to be a case of oh all photos actually happen they're real and it's, it's like no they were just People have exaggerated, and there's a sort of basis in, um, air quotes here, reality, mm-hmm. but it's been exaggerated and so forth, and you, you can't apply. I mean, most of these creatures in cows will go down just like anyone else. They'll, you can shoot them, they'll die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's no sort of, some will be here. I was confusing it initially until you uh, started going over it with. Um, Once upon a time? Yeah, that might have been the one. That's one where sort of all fairy tale. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, there's one. There's one of those times you know you get two TV shows come out roughly the same time that have been developed independently but have both similar yeah. plot lines. Yeah. And um, I think TV tropes call them dueling shows. Mm. Um, and that was obviously a, yeah, both all right. Yeah, my my parents liked Once Upon a Time. I've not actually seen Once Upon a Time. My parents really. I think liked we watched more of that one than we did. Yeah, Grim. Yeah. But no, I've really in, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it so far. So about I'm not I'm nearly at the end of the first series. I've only just started. It, it goes on for a long time. Yeah, it's about six seasons, I think. Yeah. So I, it was a series I had never heard of until I saw on Netflix. And so we, what, we, we watched it years Well, we watched some of it years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Um, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It's, I mean, it's not, it's never, I don't think it's ever been anything really Oscar winning, but it's interesting. It's, I like, I like the fact that they've, they've not tied themselves too much to the, Fairy tale about they've said no, we're just going to use it as sort of a background, but sort of like allow it to be a bit looser on the plan and so forth. They've got times it gets pretty mythical and mystical. Does it? 
later on. Yeah, yeah. I said, I've only watched the first season. That's why mine's so much. I'll see that this. Would you recommend Grimm? Yes, I would. I would recommend it. Good. That's, that's the question you've been given. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would. Um, evening, Annie. Evening, Annie. Um, that's me done, I'm afraid. That's the whole podcast. Yeah. So, hi, Annie. We're finished. Unless <laughs> <laughs> you've got anything to add. Um, no, not really, because I've not been. I've not been watching telly. The only thing I might be able to report on is I got a copy of because Ready Player One, the film, came out recently, didn't it? Uh, got the, oh, Ready the, Player One. Yes, got the cinematic release recently, and it's now on Google Play and iTunes and. I'm. Um, um, can I just guess your reaction to it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh right, okay. Um, but I've, after seeing the trailer, I was really disappointed, uh, and I complained about it in one of our earlier podcasts. Yeah, um, because the 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 casting is just wrong. Yeah. Um, the I've the, the, so I've just I've played I launched the opening of it so I could see like the first like two minutes of it. Gorgeous. The world looks fine. But, Spielberg, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, but my my problem is it just it doesn't match the book. Yeah, it is that is that uh, part of the problem of? Can when you read a book, you have in your head your own version of what the they don't ma- like. no they don't match the character descriptions at all. No, like they just they just don't. Uh, the main character Wade Watts does not look anything like how Wade Watts is described in the book at all. Not at all. Wade Watts is a fucking a fat kid. He's in, in no way athletic, no way at all. Um, fucking, he considers himself is considers himself quite ugly. He's out of shape. He doesn't have any matching clothes, uh, you know, because he's poor. He's incredibly poor, so everything doesn't fit and prop. This all like from bargain bins and shit like that. So yeah, basically, I should be the main character. But yeah, but when you look at <laughs> when you look at Wade Watts, well, the trick is though they've got Wade then dressed like you or me or Chalky, so like they'd be wearing like I don't know, like a uh, like a plaid shirt or something, or like a, a jacket and jeans. It's like, but Wade's a complete and utter fucking outcast. Like outright, he looks like a fucking mismatched numpty in the book. But in this, he's just dressed in casual wear. Mm-hmm. Um, even when they they explain his first, um, when they explain the Oasis and the equipment used to get into the Oasis, in the book at the start he has incredibly basic gear, just a pair of haptic gloves and his visor. In the film, they show him with a full treadmill setup. Uh, for it, which he doesn't get until way later in the book. Yeah, way later in the book. But this is—is is that, is that because they had to sort of fit the book into? Maybe, the but then if that was how they were going to do it, they shouldn't have put it in the back of an abandoned van. Yeah, a high-tech piece of Oasis equipment, right? A, a full-blown immersion rig in the back of a van that he's running on 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 twelve volts. Um, it, it no, <laughs> just no. Um, I mean, he could have sold that immersion rig right there and, and been minted. So half of the story would have been pointless. Um, and the fact that it was just left there in the... So in why does it in the book? Because he doesn't have it in the book. In the book... I thought he got it later on. Yeah, he, because he's already rich by that point. Because uh. he managed to buy his own. The, the one at the start of the film and in the start of the book, 
Um, his immersion rig is something that he gets from school because he goes to school in the virtual reality environment, the Oasis. And his idea of his immersion rig is literally like a deck chair, um, a, a fucking metal lunchbox to keep rats out of it, and just a little tiny computer that's the size of like a book to, to run his visor. And then him sat in the chair with his haptic gloves going like this to move his Oasis character around. Whereas in the film, literally within the first few minutes, they, they show you him running around on a, a multi-directional treadmill in the back of this van. But he, that's like a fucking really expensive piece of kit that he gets later on after he starts yeah. earning money in the game. So the whole point of Wade is that he is so poor, he literally can't even... He's a, a, an egg hunter... Um, you have to. The only real thing you have to pay for in the Oasis is travel and items. To be in the Oasis is completely free. Um, and because he's been, when he when you first log in, you go to Incipio. That's like Second Life. It is. You go to Incipio, which is like a big mall planet, and you can like you know browse shops and things like that. And that's where a lot of people stay. He couldn't afford to go anywhere else. But when he enrolled into school in the Oasis, he got uh, sent to uh, um, Lewis, uh, the planet of learning. And because he was given a ticket to go there, they paid, the school system paid for him to go to Lewis to go to school. He now can't leave because he can't afford it. There's no way for him to earn the money on Lewis to go around the Oasis. He has no money in real life to pay for this stuff. But there's a point in the story where he finds a way to get that money to get off of Lutus to then be able to move out of the, the hellhole that he's living in now to go and buy himself a proper immersion rig. And So, is the Oasis, was it created by EA by any chance? <laughs> the, the, the trick with the Oasis is that it's supposed to be the, the last free place on the planet. Um, because the pay for travel. Well, that's the thing that they use to keep it open. Because the hardware is free. You just literally say, yeah, I want to sign up. And then they give you your Oasis account and the computer you need to get in there. You don't need to buy... Like, imagine an HTC Vive, and then Valve and HTC are like, fuck, man, it's a half a grand piece of kit. Have one. Yeah. Um, that's what the company behind the Oasis does. They just give you the hardware. The basic hardware to get in is free. Completely free. Membership to the Oasis is free. Walking around the Oasis is free. You can earn money in the game. So, like, in-game credits, um, the Oasis credit, is worth more than the US dollar. Worth more than the pound. Because the whole world has fallen to pieces. So, if you go out and kill, like, kobolds and whatever, you can scrounge up copper pieces for Oasis credits. And then you can buy real things or transport or travel around the Oasis. So you don't have to have real money to travel around the Oasis. You can just get gold in the game. Yeah. Um, but it takes quite a lot of work. Depends on where you are, but considering he's in a non-PVP environment or a non-PVE environment, he is literally in a, um, a, a neutral zone for school. So there's not supposed to be any fun things for him to do there. He's just supposed to go to fucking school. Um, so there's no monsters to kill, there's no quests to do. The idea is that if you wanted a quest to do, well then you'd go to a teleportation station and say, 
I want to go to Azeroth because World of Warcraft is in the Oasis. Oh, that's cool. Um, Star Trek. The entire universe of Star Trek is in the Oasis. So if you wanted to reenact or travel around the, the, the universe, you could if you wanted to. If you wanted to go and decapitate a Wookiee, you could go and to the, the Star Wars universe. You could do that. You could pay to be teleported to the, the sector of the Oasis that is the Star Wars universe and then murder a Wookiee, if you so wish. Back to the Future, completely real. Uh, uh, EverQuest, it's in there. Um, think of like a, a, a classic game, Sonic the Hedgehog, it's in there. If you wanted to run around a, as a, you know, a version of Sonic the Hedgehog, you could do it. They've remastered Sonic the Hedgehog. They've remastered Doctor Who. It, you could reenact entire episodes of Doctor Who in the Oasis, if you wish. Um, because they are the only real company making money in this world. Because the Oasis is the only real thing that's profitable, shy of being an internet service provider. Um, pretty much every other business has fallen through. We have let the world decay because we now do everything in the Oasis. We develop products in the Oasis. We develop hardware in the Oasis. Um, and then there's like a you know a few fabrication plants that will just say right now we can distribute it. Like you can order a pizza in the Oasis, and then a real pizza delivery guy will come to your door and give you the pizza. They will drone it in. They show that in like the first few minutes of the of the film that a guy has ordered a pizza and he lifts up his goggles as the like the little drone just drops the pizza box uh, next to where he lives. You know that how people are just completely. Uh, they just completely ignore the world around them and how it's fallen to ruins, or fallen to ruin, because they've got the game. The game it's is the power. It's a bit like a voluntary matrix in a weird way, isn't it? Yes, uh, but yeah, because no one wants to deal with the problem. No one wants to deal with the fact that the world has fallen apart. Uh, we're nuking each other for what resources are left. So people are just like, nope, just, this is free. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to do drugs, and I'm going to chill out in the oasis. I don't have to work um, out there. I can go get a job in here. Uh, you know, I can I can be a telemarketer. I can is it though a case of is there like sort of society split into groups? There's a group who just play the Oasis, and there's groups who don't. So it's like it's a case of nearly everybody does no, the Oasis. Everyone is in the Oasis. Like hardly anyone does anything outside in the real world. You just you, they don't do it. They just don't. Uh, a few people might have jobs in the real world, but then uh, I think they establish in the game that uh, in the book that uh, even like tech support jobs you need to have a degree to get because there's so many people that are unemployed so they're having to really cut the fat to find people that actually want to work yeah. uh, there are people who literally sell themselves into slavery just to be able to get a roof over their heads um, people just can't afford to live there are people who will you know murder someone for their racist equipment to sell it or uh, uh, a lot of people just loot one another constantly and just fucking die doing drugs uh, on, on stuff like that's how Wade explains that his mum dies his mum fucking shot up a dirty batch of shit in her arm and she's dead yeah. um, even though she was working two jobs in the Oasis to keep him going she was still so depressed because of the way the world was she just she ended up getting yeah. fucked up um, it's an escape it's the ultimate form of escapism the the guy who invented it basically created the world's prison uh, but then he passes away and the idea is to find an easter egg in his game like what he used to do in games when he was a child 
and whoever finds the Easter egg inherits his entire cup. No, we should never trust a Lord British. There you go. <laughs> but actually, it is very much um, Ultima and Lord British-esque, uh, to be honest. It's, 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 it's a neat story. I like the book. I just don't like the casting for the film. The film could be brilliant. The film could be brilliant, but uh, I, I don't like the casting. I mean, they, they went into great detail about how these characters should look and act. And straight away, they've just started like, oh, can't explain that, cut the fat, cut the fat, cut the fat, yeah. cut the fat. And it's like, Wade well, looks... Yeah. That is true of any any film that tends to... Well, even like look at Game of Thrones. Gone, yeah. Some Game of Thrones characters are horribly deformed, yeah. but they're not in the show. Yeah. Um, because you know, one you can't air it, and two, it, it's just so much work to make them look like how. Yeah, and it would look. Yeah, and it would be. Um, yeah, because um, uh, Tyrion is meant to have um, his nose missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, you know, how much money would spend just trying to rent? Do you even do you need a sea jar? Cost all be a so they just space. Scroll, just, yeah, just go. So with it. That was a practical reason. Yeah, as well. Um, and I mean, there's, sure, there's reasons for do, you know for doing that in in uh, Ready Player One because in in the Oasis, you make yourself look like how you want to look. Yeah. So, you know, there's no such thing as, like, a transgender person in the Oasis. Because if you want to be a woman, you can be a woman. If you want to be a unicorn, you can be a unicorn. If you want to be... It is be... Second Life, then. <laughs> no, it literally is. This this whole thing is very uh, Second Life-y. Uh, there is no... There is no uh, well, you know, obviously, there, the sexuality is still very much a thing. But, I mean, like... A woman can be a man, a man can be a woman, a, uh, you know, a, an old man can be a, a, a child. You know, they can relive their lives how they want. They actually say how, um, Wade says in the book, how one of his teachers, you don't know if that's how the teacher actually looks, or it could be a little old Inuit woman, uh, you know, chill out in uh, you know, XYZ place on the planet, uh, but maybe she's just adopted this look for, uh, as a way to get her students' respect. Because yeah. you can mask your voice, uh, you can hide pretty much everything about yourself in the Oasis. Um, anonymity. I was got a void then. Is, yeah. Well, the the whole <laughs> is, is imagine virtual reality. What we all imagine virtual reality to be, and then the internet, and then mush it all together. Yeah. Like everything is in is uh, in in this thing. Like if you wanna if you wanna um, watch TV, it's all on the Oasis. Um, and for the most part, it's destroyer of cables. It's free. It, I will watch it. Uh, look, as I'm, just, I'm just not really all that into the some fans. I might give it a watch as well because it might be interesting to see the difference opinion of someone who's read the book as opposed to someone who's not read the book. I believe actually, because I, I had Chalky, um, who's been on the podcast a few times. Um, he mentioned the film to me and he's like, oh, I don't want to watch this because everyone's told me it's just a rip-off of all these other like really, really popular franchises. And I was like, have you never read the book? And he was like, no. I go, there's a reason why all of these series are referenced in the book. It's not just a cash grab to, to, uh, to, to, to get people to go and watch the film. Um, so I actually explained the, the premise of the book, the plot of the book. And he was like, oh, that's actually quite interesting then. So they didn't just take all these series and mush them together to... Make, oh look it's fucking a DeLorean and, and stuff yeah. like that um, I think he's gone and seen the film I haven't asked him what he thinks of it yet but um, he quite liked the book um, maybe we'll have to get some Chalky in to, to talk about it yeah. at some point I reckon you should read it in, in fairness Nick it's not, a, it's not a particularly huge book I read it in an afternoon 
okay. Um, and the there is actually a, there's an additional piece that I'll link to you as well. It's a, uh, a fanfic of one of the characters that I think really fucking makes um, makes the book. Like it really it's not do- often we recommend fanfic. It, it it caps it off very well. Um, I won't spoil about who it's about because that's kind of the ending of the the extra piece yeah um, but it really does like explain the motivations of some of the other characters and how they ended up where they are uh, that isn't explained in, in the book you just assume oh that's you know, just XYZ person and they're motivated because of money or something and it turns out there's actually a deeper uh, deeper uh, reason for why and how they turned into uh, who they are uh, all because of this thing in one version of the book it was printed in the book too um, but most of them don't uh, don't have it in there, so I tend to pass it on to people. So now, now you've read the book, now read this, and they're like, "Whoa, fuck!" And I was like, "And Ernest Klein has signed off on this and said that's canon, that's part of the story. It's just not included in the book." Yeah. Um, so is so is there a has he is ready is he reading any sequels to Ready Player One or is it no. standalone? Um, it's it's just Ready Player One. He's done a few other books. I think he's done one called Armada, which is I don't really know what it's like. But uh, uh, what's that film where um, you have people like playing a video game to learn to become like spaceship pirate, uh, space pilots, um, uh, starship pilots? Not last Starfighter. It might be. Um, more from the eighties. Yeah, it's they're not. They don't realize they're playing. They just play. They just play arcade games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out it's an actual real thing. I think Armada is the same kind of idea as that. Yeah. Um, but I haven't. I haven't read that one yet. It's a, a Ready Player One's an all right book. Um, I was quite surprised when they actually did the film because of all the fucking licenses in it. I mean, yeah, but when your name's Spielberg. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think that's that if, yeah. If, if it was um, Joe Bloggs. Well, you got to think though, Ready Player One, um, Ernest Klein, no, I didn't know who Ernest Klein was. The only thing I know he'd done was Ready Player One. So the idea that he had managed to, one, get Spielberg in to do the fucking film, and, and two, has managed to to get all of the um, licensing rights, even only briefly, for this film is fucking mental. There must be millions in licensing alone. Fucking loads of different series are mentioned in that thing. Yeah. Video games, fucking books, bands. I mean, um, I it's think, a well, massive nostalgia trip. I think you. I mean, you can get away with mentioning things, can't you? It's when you actually show stuff. No, but they, they do. The trailer alone shows like fucking thirty or forty. Like Blade Runner is shown in it. Yeah. Fucking um, uh, uh, Gundams are in it. Uh, Iron Giants which, are in it. Um, DeLoreans are which, in it. Um, who, uh, if it's Spielberg, is it done by? Is it produced by Fox? If it's Spielberg, or is he? He's got DreamWorks, hasn't he? Because it depends how many of these um, other licenses um, fall under yeah, their banner. Uh, yeah. In which case, obviously, it costs them nothing. Effectively. Yeah, sure. I so. had I haven't looked into who owns what, but I mean, they even had like fucking some of the rarer Japanese giant robots and kaiju. Uh, in it ah so, that's okay don't bother telling they'll never know yeah, you don't, yeah like, don't, don't tell them that oh that's a different car it's different it's different um, but I will I will watch it I'm just yeah I might see if I can watch it I might see if I can try and watch it before next week I mean well the, the the book is cheap or you can get it on Audible for like seven bucks um, I don't know man, it'll probably take you about six hours to read it through to be honest it's not, it's not very long but I read it in an afternoon when I was looking after the boys um and the film, I think, is like two hours, two hours long. And that again, that's like another like ten or fifteen bucks on, 
iTunes or yeah, Google well, Play or whatever. So I'll see if you can pick up through um, see if it's on Amazon or something. Yeah, I'd say I'd say check out both um, and, uh, and and see what you think. So it'd be an interesting time to have a discussion with yeah. you to see I'll, how you felt. I will try and what I'll do is I will watch it before I read the book. Oh, okay. Just, so you'll have the reverse of it. Then, yeah, so you'll see. and then I can then I'll read the book and see how that makes my opinion change. Because I do feel a lot of it is I do find that I have a terrible trouble when I I'm not very good at visualizing things mm-hmm. in my head. And I've got a person. So when I read a book, I've got no reference point. I really struggle to visualize things. Mm-hmm. However, I've seen the film version of it first, or TV version of it first. I've got that in my head. You base it on the thing you saw in the film. Yeah. But, see, that's fair, but like I say... That's um, the, I, I struggle to visualise When things. they say to you that Wade Watts is fat... Yeah. And they yeah, say to you that he couldn't basically dress himself if you put him on a fucking... If he was due to go up on a catwalk. Um, basically, if they say to him, like, he's got clothes that don't fit, they don't match, you, he's practically stolen them from food banks. Uh, food banks, yeah. from that clothes banks. They're, like, the yeah. fucking things that are at the... Bottom of the streets and other people. Like he'll end up wearing like like, I don't know, like a fucking puffer jacket and like a pair of torn jeans or some shit. Like they will actually say what he's wearing, and yeah. then show him in the film, and he's a he's not a skinny dude by any stretch, but I mean he's not a chunk dude like they explain in the fucking book. Like Wade Watts can't run more than like fucking fifteen feet. Um, yeah, in the fucking in the film, he's hopping around like fucking Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, and sprinting no problem at all um, he just doesn't match the description in the book you don't even have to visualise I mean he, they literally tell you what he's wearing yeah and yet when you see him in the film he dresses like a normal guy yeah as if he has a bit of cash already and he, he doesn't <laughs> like he is so poor he can barely afford cereal you know he lives in a sleeping bag next to a tumble dryer in a crowded flat, more like a crowded caravan. So there you are. Well, I so say I'll try and watch before. I'll try and watch before next podcast, and then we can have a debate then. Sure, cool. Sounds like a plan. Anything else? No, that's it. That's my mini rant over. I'm probably going to watch it later on. I'll cool. Not tomorrow. So well, I've been Seth Graham. Guys, this. watching episode ninety-four. And it's been an eventful episode, thankfully. Yeah, like I managed to like, pull something out of my ass right there. Really like one fucking job. Yay! <laughs> um, so we'll see you in a fortnight. Yay! Bye! <laughs>